Hey, hey, friends, welcome back to another episode of Priorities on Purpose. It's your girl, Melissa Bat. And today I want to share with you a trip that I took. I had the opportunity to go to North Carolina for a retreat. Lisa Whittle is one of my most favorite people in the world. And Lisa wrote a book called Jesus Over Everything. I have been talking about this book since 2020, the book Jesus Over Everything. I did a book club over it. Like, it is so good. Completely changed my life. God changed my life. But God used that book. So anyways, I had the opportunity to go to a retreat Lisa Whittle was putting on, and it was for those who are in ministry. I had been seeing Lisa post about this retreat for a while, and I really thought that it didn't apply to me because I'm not a pastor. And it's funny how things work because sometimes we want God to show us the whole big picture. And then we also can recognize that if he was to show us the whole big picture, we probably would have ran the other way. That's how I feel. Like, if you would have told me that this is where I would be today, I would have been like, no, I don't think so. I mean, I was scared of my shadow and so bound up in other people's opinions and what they thought. Am I doing this right? Am I saying this right? I think I wanted to be accepted by the church. And God's been working on me in that when this retreat like was being advertised i at first was like oh yeah that's not me and then she had clarified and said listen i don't care if you are a sunday school teacher or you serve in the welcome center like if you do anything with the church or with people i want you to come and they had a deal where basically if I signed up and came, I could pay a little bit extra and my husband could come too. And I mean, I've come a long way, but I still don't like doing stuff like that by myself. So I was like, okay, we are signing up for this. Eric, we're going funny story. He actually told his boss he was going to a marriage retreat. What? I don't know how he got that. I have no idea. But anyways, I'm sure it was good for our marriage, but I just love that he's willing to do things with me, even without knowing all the details. And he did enjoy it as well. So we go um, to Charlotte, North Carolina, and we spend the weekend there. And we got there a little bit ahead of time. And then we stayed an extra day. And I, I want to share with you a few things. Number one, I want to share with you some of my biggest ahas from the time with Lisa and those that were there with me at this retreat. Are you ready? Okay, let's go. Hey there, I'm Melissa Bat, the host of Priorities on Purpose, a podcast for overwhelmed direct sellers who want to grow their income, audience, and influence without sacrificing their mental health and main priorities. Whether you're just starting a new adventure or you're 15 years in and have already climbed the ranks, I want to help you have the life and the business of your dreams. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Or maybe you thought you had it and something changed. Whether you have your entire dream mapped out or have completely given up on all the possibilities, I'm here to remind you that God is bigger than the little box we put him in. 
This side gig is part of his plan. It's not your sole purpose, but it absolutely has purpose. As a Christian life and business coach, I'm here to help you get out of your head and live with intention so you can enjoy what matters most without the guilt. More time to do what you love, more peace, more impact, more money, and opportunities to give to those you wanna help. I promise to be your hype girl, business bestie, and biggest cheerleader as I share proven and simple strategies that will be sure to help you live a fulfilled life with a strong, sustainable business. Are you ready to stop chasing all the shiny things and get laser focused? Put your earbuds in while you're cooking dinner or folding that laundry and let's get to it, friend. This is one time when multitasking is actually gonna be beneficial. So with Lisa, if you don't know, I hired Lisa to coach me, like not even kidding. I love this woman. I feel like she is a version of me that is more grown, more mature, and can help me make better decisions and skip some mistakes that don't need to be made. I can just learn from her mistakes. And so she is my coach now. And so, of course, this opportunity, I was like, ah! oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Although part of me is like a little nervous too, because this woman literally, I, when I was reading her book, there was a chapter that was talking about secrets and how, I can't remember how it was worded, but basically you don't keep a secret to protect someone else. And honestly, when I got to that chapter in the book, I thought I could skip this chapter because I don't like I'm pretty open. I'm authentic. I'm transparent. And then when she said something about secrets protecting someone else, it occurred to me that there was something that I was not sharing because I didn't think my mom could handle it. And by now, if you've been following this podcast, obviously what that is, I've talked about it a lot now, but it was through her book that I realized that not sharing with my mom what happened to me when I was a kid, even though it was because I didn't think she could handle it. I was wait, I was trying to wait until she was just in a better headspace because I didn't feel like mentally or emotionally she could process it in a way that would serve her well. And so I didn't want to say anything to her about it. And it was through that book that I realized, what if God is using me to help my mom? What if me keeping the secret is hindering her growth and I need to tell her and so her book just really helped me flip the script. And I had sent her a message on Instagram and I was like, kind of like, oh my gosh, I just love you. I love your book. Thank you so much for writing this and being so open and honest and raw and real and being who you are. And one day I'm going to meet you in person and I'm going to give you a hug and I'm probably going to cry a lot, but that's okay. It's just because you changed my life. It really helped me be brave and, and challenged my thoughts. That's one of the things I love about her is she challenges my thoughts. She's willing to go head to head with me. Not a lot of people are. And I love that. Like, I want that, even though it, it stings sometimes. It's absolutely what I need. I know that's what I need. 
And so I love it. So again, Lisa Whittle is amazing. One day I'm going to get her on my podcast. Okay. So I thought I would kind of start this out with reading to you something from my journal because I'm really raw and real and I'm kind of cringing thinking about reading this out loud. But I think there are so many times when I just feel like on social media and when we watch other people, it just seems like smoke and mirrors and a facade. And I hope you know that like, I'm always going to give you the behind the scenes. You may think, oh my gosh, she's so confident. She's doing this. And I'm like, I don't know how you would think that because half the time I'm scared of my shadow, right? So all that being said, here is what I wrote on August 25th. And again, this is a journal entry. And some of you may have no clue what I, like, this doesn't, won't make sense. But basically my journal is it like a dear diary? It's a, a prayer journal. It's really just writing my thoughts to God. And it's kind of how I process things. And I write my prayers out. It's been very, very helpful for me. And I encourage a lot of women who I work with, maybe all of them, to journal. And if it helps, to journal to God. Like, he knows our thoughts, but taking the time to actually understand our thoughts ourselves is so powerful. And if we can do it in a way where we're honoring God at the same time, it's a win-win, right? Okay. August 25th. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing me to get to where I am today. Three years ago, I wouldn't have been brave enough to come to something like this. Help me be bold and recognize the value I have to offer to those in attendance. Help me be courageous to speak when you tell me to speak and also for me to shut my mouth when I need to shut my mouth. Calm my nerves. Be with me in every conversation and guide the night. I know you have something for me. Isaiah 43 verse 18. This is something I've been really marinating on, I think, for the last, gosh, I would say weeks leading up to this. And so this is what I had written from Isaiah 43. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way through the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people. Normally, it'll say like, thank you, Jesus, for everything. Amen. Or it'll say something like that. I sometimes get interrupted. My guess is that's what happened that day. And I never got a chance to circle back. But God will use what we have. And that was all I could do that day. And so I want you to know that I was like so nervous and part of me felt like I absolutely deserved to be in that room. And then the other part of me is like, not even like, I'm not a pastor. And so I really prayed. I didn't want to shrink back. And in the past and different 
types of events, I absolutely would shrink back and hide and just be the observer. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. I think I'm coming back into a new season where that, like, God's going to challenge me to do that more often. I already feel it. But for this, I just, like, I didn't want to shy away from meeting new people. I just wanted to make the most of it and maximize my opportunities, whether it was for me to pour into other people or for them to pour into me. And it was so, so good. The theme was renewal, okay? And so one of my biggest ahas was that true renewal is only possible when we fail to renew ourselves. We can't renew ourselves the way God can. And so true renewal is recognizing that we can't do it and allowing God to do it. We talked a lot about healthy, being healthy, and what healthy looks like. We talked about what we can do better. And my favorite question that was asked is, are we telling ourselves the truth? What part of culture have I let dictate my thoughts on having a healthy soul? Are we suppressing our truth and honesty? So many times I think we lie to ourselves. And that's one of the things that was really talked about was, are we lying to ourselves and pretending that we're okay when we really aren't? Do we ever really stop and really check ourselves? Are we running on empty? It's really easy, especially when you're doing work for God, that you get so caught up in doing the good things that you aren't spending any time with God. And at the end of the day, if he was to take your ministry away, would he be enough? Is he enough for you? And I thought that was a really, really important discussion. And absolutely, he is enough for me. I love doing the work for him, not because it doesn't come with trials and it doesn't come with like trouble, but I love doing what I do because I'm pointing people to him. I was listening. Actually, I think I was on my Wednesday founders table Zoom meeting. And again, it's just a whole lot of like Christian entrepreneurs and pastors and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, you're doing well and you are serving God the most or the best. I, I don't know. I'm totally butchering his, his words. But basically, like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if they even remember your name. If they remember Jesus and they like that conversation drew them closer to Jesus, that's all that matters. Right. And so I thought that was a really good reminder that. Every interaction matters. One of the other things that was talked about, and I think this was Dr. Alicia Britt Scholey. Um, she was supposed to be there. She ended up not being able to be there, but she met with us on Zoom and it was really cool. You got to love technology. 
um, she talked about emotional honesty. And she brought up Matthew 26, verses 36 through 39. And I want to challenge you to go back to that, okay? Jesus was honest with his emotions. Jesus said he was extremely sorrowful and distressed and overwhelmed. Faith doesn't mean we limit our emotions to only good emotions. Negative emotions does not mean self-pity. And positive emotions does not mean strong faith. That right there is a wow. Like, it's so true. To have a healthy soul, we just have to be honest and acknowledge where we are. If we're struggling with something, we have to be able to acknowledge it instead of running from it or pretending. This is a whole other podcast I'm going to be doing. But one of the things I'm learned is like, if you don't face the truth on your own, the truth is going to come out one way or another, right? And so, so many people in ministry, they feel the call to pause and they don't. And then their entire ministry collapses. And if they would have just taken a minute to pause when they started to notice things were getting out of alignment. And why don't we do that, right? Shame. We don't want people to think that we're not good enough. I think bottom line, it comes down to, number one, we don't want to fail people. Number two, it's a pride thing because we want to look like we have our life all together and we don't want to let people down. The opinions of others, a lot. And so... We have to remember that if God is showing us something and he's asking us to hit pause or get our things in order because they're not in order, there is a purpose. And we need to heed to that call and take a moment to recognize what it is that we need to deal with. Maybe it's healing an area of our life that is still not good. Today, actually, I was writing in my journal and I recognized that I still have a whole lot of fear that I didn't realize was there. We're getting our houses on the market. We're looking at houses. I have said, I do not want a neighborhood. I don't want neighbors. I need lots of land. Give me a cemetery. I'm cool with that. I don't want any people. And at the same time, I'm reading this book that is reminding me of all of the things that God had really put on my heart, these dreams of having people in my home and hospitality. When we first moved here, I mean, I wanted that neighborhood to be part of my ministry. I wanted to like have, have a place where people could come and connect and just fellowship with each other. And when everything went down in that neighborhood, I pretty much put all that on hold and was like, no, never again. And God has been showing me that that was for a season and this is a new season. And those dreams he placed inside of me. And if he placed them inside of me, he is with me. He He's going to be with me regardless. But I don't have to fear 
And fear of people is not from him. And so now I'm like, oh my gosh, are we going to be moving back to a neighborhood? I don't know. But the question is, am I willing to move back to a neighborhood if that's what God wants? And I am. But at the same time, I can sense the hesitation which tells me that there's some hard work that needs to be done and some healing that needs to be done in processing feelings that I thought I was through that I'm obviously not. And so God and I get to do a little work on that because who else would I do it with? He's going to help the most. So another three questions that kind of go with this whole thought of like, you've got to be honest with yourself. Number one, we have to take time. We have to take time to even know what our thoughts are because so many times we're saying yes to so many things. And as we say yes to so many things, we don't have time to think for ourselves because we're just doing. And we really need to have, I don't even want to use the word balance, but we just need to be intentional. There are going to be seasons when you're running more than being and you're doing more than being. But sometimes it's mandatory (laughs) at some point to take time to be still. First of all, when we are doing work that is helping others, dare I say, like ministry stuff. Here's one of the things I learned. And I knew this, but it didn't quite like click because sometimes I miss the obvious things. We are all called to be ministers, right? We are all called to minister. Like, what does the Bible say? The Bible says, if we are believers, once we become saved, we are now following him and we are to tell others and share with them what God has done for us, right? So that pretty much means we're all ministers. And if we're all living like that, which is what we're supposed to be doing, and we're fully in alignment, I'm like thinking this out as I'm telling you guys this, just so you know. I feel like if you are fully in alignment, you have time to be and you have time to think and assess because it's mandatory to have that time with God. So like when you're talking with God, however that looks, if it's in your car in silence or if it's on the treadmill and you just talking to God while you're walking or running, you have to create that space, even if it's just in the shower, okay? So anyways, there was three questions that was asked based on this emotional honesty thing and being honest with ourselves on where we really are. So the three questions were, what do you need to do? What will it cost? And what will it cost if we don't do it? And that third question is the most important. Okay, so example. I had a DM come in from someone and she was talking about how much she's just really struggling right now. She's working a ton of hours. She's like thriving professionally. She knows what she's doing and she's getting promoted and She's over a lot of people and she's in like management leadership now where she works. And at the same time, while she loves it, she's exhausted. 
She never has time for her family. She never feels ready or interested in sexy time, if you know what I mean. And she's exhausted. She just wants to go to sleep to escape. And I can totally relate to that. And so whether it's like ministry focused or it's just with your job or you're just something's up, something's wrong. If you can ask yourself, like, am I really okay? Or is there something off? If there's something off, it's important for you to recognize it. That's the first step. I always say first steps, recognizing it. The second's making a decision to do something about it. And so whatever the case may be, you have to look at it and like, okay, what can I do to fix the situation? Like, what's wrong? How do I fix it? What will it cost to fix it? She may have to make people uncomfortable because she's going to have to set stricter boundaries. For me, I've had to learn how to say no. I've had to learn how to turn my phone on do not disturb to get things done that I know I have to do. I've had to really give myself this space and be okay with people thinking she's just lazy. She's just lazy and wants to stay at her house all the time. No, it's because I'm doing really hard things and it requires me to be still and protect the space while I'm healing. That's not even what this whole podcast episode is supposed to be about, but that's very heavy on me. So I want you to think about, are you okay? What do you need to do? If you're not, what will it cost you? And then what will it cost you if you don't do anything? So if you're constantly out of alignment and your priorities are all out of whack, you don't have time for yourself, you don't have time to even make a doctor's appointment, you don't have time to read your Bible, you don't have time to eat right, you don't even have time to tuck your kids into bed, or you don't have time to kiss your husband goodnight, you're just going through the motions, it's going to cost you something if you don't do anything. And that right there is a hard pill to swallow. But it's going to cost you something if you continue living the way you're living. What will it cost you? Do we really want to go there? I want to challenge you to do the work and journal about it and write it down. Like if you have been feeling like you need to go to the doctor and you haven't went to the doctor, you're not prioritizing your health. What's it going to cost you if you continue to do that and nothing changes? You're going to end up sick. That's what's going to happen. You cannot run 100 miles an hour forever. You have to slow down. And if you don't make the decision to do it on your own, it will do it for you because your body will start shutting down. And we won't get into like relationships with our kids relationships with our spouse, our marriage, our walk with God. Like there's so many different things and it's very sobering to think about, wow, what will it cost me if I don't do something about this now? We've got to do better. So Romans 12, 2 says, it's talking about renewing the mind. How do you renew your mind? You learn to control your thoughts and your mind. 
I love that because it really goes along with the flip the script and it helps us achieve our goals. I'm looking at my notes from, this is from Dr. Alicia Britt-Sholey as well. They call her Dr. ABC, by the way. And to be honest, let's just talk about this for a minute. I wasn't really familiar with her. And then I started following her when I knew she was going to be speaking. And y'all, she's hilarious. I thought she was going to be really serious because she's really smart. She is hilarious. I love her. One of the questions that she asks as well is, where are you missing God? What have you exchanged in serving the Lord for seeing the Lord for yourself? It's just a little bit. And like, again, this was a ministry retreat. So it was very applicable to me. But for you, you may have to kind of substitute, like, where are you missing God? Where have you exchanged your relationship with God for doing good things? Sometimes we end up doing things that are really, really good for the wrong reasons. Like, we're not even, like, sometimes we feel like no one else can do it better than me, so I have to do it. There's no one else. There's no one else that can do it. You are replaceable everywhere except for your calling and your relationships. Your job, they can replace you. Any areas you volunteer in, they can replace you. You have to keep it in order. All right, guys, have a great day. See you next week. Hey, friend, that's it for this episode. If you found value, I would love it if you could take a couple of seconds and leave me a quick review. While it may seem super simple, it is so beneficial and gives me the opportunity to help more women. Also, take a screenshot and share it on social media with your biggest aha today. Don't forget to tag me at Melissa Bad Official so we can connect. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friend, keep walking it out one baby step at a time because God's got you.